Good morning, everybody. Glenn the Geek here. In an effort to keep the serious side of the coronavirus coverage out of Horses in the Morning, I will be doing these very short pre-show segments to keep you informed. If you don't want to hear them, skip ahead about a minute and enjoy the fun with the Horses in the Morning crew. Tonight's HRN Live at 5. I gave it a new name. I kind of like it. Paul Adams is joining us to review the numbers and do a deep dive into where we're at as far as the virus numbers are concerned. Are we going to get out of this thing soon? His posts have become very popular, and uh, it was the first thing I checked when I came out of my news quarantine from Saturday. Went to his uh, page and checked his numbers. Join us at 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Horses in the Morning Facebook page for that Facebook Live. And of course, Ask Monty Live uh, is tonight, hosted by certified Monty Roberts instructor, you know her, our own Jamie Jennings of the Horses in the Morning Show. Monty will take horse and training related questions live from video callers and take your questions in the chat. Watch uh, Monday night at 8 p.m. on the following pages, Monty Roberts, Horse Radio Network and Horses in the Morning on all of those Facebook pages. And of course, all the regular Horses in the Morning shows are continuing as usual. If you want to get lost in dressage or eventing or cocktails, any of those things, you can do that there. But now, let's get on with a little fun and frivolity this Monday morning. This is the Horse Radio Network. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. You are listening to the number one horse podcast in the world. Here's your entertaining look at the horse world and the people in it. Well, we made it to another Monday, everybody. I am Glenn the Geek from Ocala, Florida. And I'm Jamie Jennings, and I'm in Norman, Oklahoma, and you're listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for April 6th, episode 2406, brought to you today by Kemen. Good morning, Horse World. It's Monday. Monday is my favorite time of year. This is Horses in the Morning with your lovable hosts, Jamie Jennings. I am the queen. You listen to me. I'm sorry that people are so jealous of me, but I can't help it that I'm popular. Glenn the Geek. You look especially radiant today, Your Grace. I'm going to do a terrific show today because I'm good enough, and doggone it, people like me. Happy Monday. Good morning, everybody. Thank you for joining us. Today, we have Billy Jack Barrett, who joins us to tell us all about the good work that the Remount Foundation is doing for veterans. Plus, Lynn Mueller from Jumper Nation stops by for her first visit and a question first world problems. And Western host Tara Carter tells us about some online skills challenges they are doing at Carter Ranch. All that coming up on today's show. But tonight is a big event. It's Jamie's big debut on video. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I've never been on camera before. I got a camera Ever. ready. Never. <laughs> 
Ask Monty live tonight at 8 o'clock. So uh, apparently the uh, we have some listeners lined up to come on live and ask questions, and we'll be taking questions in the chat tonight. So you definitely want to tune in and forget about viruses and just hang out with Jamie and Monty for a night. My gosh, a dream evening just sitting around with Monty Roberts talking about training horses. Is there anything more fun than that? I mean, in a time where we're all just you know, staring at the walls, losing our mind of stuff to do. This is something that we can all just look forward to. I'm, I'm so excited and I'm not, I'm not so excited to host it. I'm so excited to like listen to money. <laughs> just <laughs> one of my favorite things. I'm excited you're hosting it. That means I don't have to for a change. So I'm glad. take a break. Yeah. I get take to press the buttons. I'll just get to have fun and press buttons. That's perfect for tonight. I think no, I'm great. excited for this. I think it's going to be fun. It'll be on Monty's page on Monty Roberts, Facebook page. It'll be on horses in the morning, horse radio network. So all the usual spots we're doing our Facebook lives. You'll be able to all listen at to 8 PM Eastern, right? Eastern. So that's seven o'clock my time. I, I don't know. What time is it now? Let's make sure it's nine o'clock my okay, time. We're good. Yep. Seven o'clock your time. Seven o'clock my time, so that means I've got to get to hair and makeup at six fifteen. That's right. That's right. Hair and makeup. <laughs> Five fifteen. <laughs> Where are my hair and makeup people? Glenn? Which means did she's going to find them? her brush <laughs> to comb her hair. <laughs> did, did you send? Do you have an appointment sometime today? Yeah. yeah, yeah by. I'll send the brush. Express mail. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I don't have one. Uh, yeah. So that's going to be really fun. I'm excited about it. And you know, I think that the only thing I'm nervous about is technology actually working. So. Uh, again, I remember I have a webcam that Chad located in a drawer somewhere in this nightmare of a house we're living in. And the, like Glenn said, it's from 1972. I don't think it's that old. I don't think they had webcams in 72. Well, this we has got to be a 76 model. On doing this again, we'll get her a new one as soon as we're allowed to ship anything other than food and toilet paper. I think you're right. I bought a Lego set, Glenn, and it came in like two days. I think you're off. Really? Yeah, yeah, because when I checked on the webcams, it was a month. Maybe they're considering Lego sets importance for (laughs) (laughs) Lego sets are right up there with toilet paper. Yeah. By the way, I had gotten Jennifer one of those Lego sets you talked about with the eeny, and I had never looked at it. It's it's up one of the monuments in in London, and uh, we hadn't opened it. And I said, "Well, now you made Jamie made me curious about the piece size." So we opened a box, and you're right. There's a thousand little pieces in there oh I my mean. god send it to me lucas has figured it out so if you're not gonna do it send it to me <laughs> oh really yeah well we, i looked at the pieces and went oh no so we got a we had gotten a puzzle for christmas so we opened that instead so, it, those legos are called micro legos i wouldn't be able to hold them with my fat fingers <laughs> no i i'm like lucas you put that one in <laughs> i'll send it <laughs> out to you we'll let him do it <laughs> all right perfect yes more legos because he's still he's on like day four of the titanic okay this is I like the picture super he has like half built already <laughs> yeah it's slowed down it's slowed down a little bit started to get a little more uh intricate <laughs> so. <laughs> gonna need some help now <laughs> yeah mommy uh, chad came home from a trip and he's like So you did all this by yourself. Well, mom helped. (laughs) (laughs) At least he gave me credit. Yeah, that's right. Mom's now blind and has lost her mind and has an ulcer. (laughs) I did forget, you know, we started building this puzzle. I forgot. It's been years since we built a puzzle. And I forgot how relaxing that actually is. I like puzzles. Legos, not so much. (laughs) Micro Legos, not so much. This is a Star Wars puzzle, too. So it's extra fun. 
All right, well, you know what we started doing to care to kill the time is we started watching all of the Marvel movies from the beginning. Well, that's and only so the, like 45 of them. You'll be there a while. <laughs> we'll be like, here a while. Every night we watch a different one. So first you start out, the first one you're supposed to watch is Captain America. And then you're supposed to watch Captain Marvel. And then you're supposed to watch Iron Man 1, then Iron Man 2, and then Thor. And so we're currently on Thor. There you go. Did you forget some of it? Me? Yeah. No, but but Lucas saw a lot of them when he was younger, and he also hasn't seen a lot of them. Like, ah, he's never seen okay. Thor. He's he's seen the Avengers movies where they're all in there together, but he didn't know backstory. Yeah. So now I'm introducing my six-year-old to backstory. <laughs> it's fantastic. <laughs> well, he's a little young for the violence that was uh, happening when he was, you know, at the age they came out. Yeah, yeah th there was a really that was, Iron Man one. There were some things that I had to explain, or what what you do when some like Tony Stark is in the um, hot tub you, with three scantily <laughs> clad women. You're like, hey Lucas, what time is it? Do you ever watch on? Where's your watch? <laughs> to like redirect, just to make sure that he's not staring. At the, like, why are there three naked girls in the hot tub with Tony Stark? Don't answer that. He goes, what happened to Pepper? I've been a pepper pots. <laughs> like, just we'll get to that. Okay. <laughs> I told you what happened in the movie theater that one time with Jojo. I took him last time they were up to see a movie because she wasn't feeling well. Je uh, Jemmy wasn't feeling well. I think we saw one of the Marvel movies and there was one kissing scene and out loud he said, oh, man. And the whole place <laughs> cracked up. The whole theater cracked up. Oh, that's great. That's great. <laughs> All right. Daily Winnie's. Happy birthday to TJ Egg and Allison Laura, both auditors of ours, and also welcome to our new auditors. Uh, we, if you're looking for the auditor, super secret auditor page, you just search under HRN Auditors and you'll find it there. And we appreciate your support. If you too would like to become an auditor for as little as $3 a month, visit uh, horsesinthemorning.com on the right side of the page. You'll see a link. All right, your turn. <laughs> My daily Winnie is more like how stupid I am. And I just wanted to point this out because I, I thought you'd appreciate it. Um, and, and women, uh, if, if you're moms, you'll get it. So I, you, Lucas has new, a new bed coming for the new house and it's a bunk bed. And so currently he sleeps in a queen size bed, but the new bunk bed, the top is a twin and the bottom is a full. <clears throat> so I now have to get sheets for a full size and for a twin size mattress. Cause I don't have those. And then I really need some new sheets for my bed. And you know, we're going to have a new guest bedroom. That's a queen. So I'm like, I need four sets of sheets. So I went on to Amazon and Amazon was doing their, you know, they do their deals of the day and they had sheets, bed sheets on sale. And now, mind you, this is at night when I'm laying in bed and I've got a vodka sitting next to the bed and I'm <laughs> starting to wind down and I'm uh, looking at the sheets and I'm like, oh, my God, this is a great deal. And I bought a full, a twin, a queen and a king size new mattress sheets all in the same color. <laughs> all in the same color. Have what sorting those out. <laughs> a nightmare. 
That is going to be. <clears throat> I mean, there is going to be. I'm going to go to put a queen size mattress on. It's going to be a twin. And you know how frustrating that is. So haven't we had this conversation about drunk shopping before? See, and here's the thing is what happened after that, Glenn, is all night I started thinking about what I did all night. So I wasn't drunk. I was just tired and in bed. And I was like, it's a great deal. Let's buy all the sheets. So I at four o'clock in the morning. Didn't occur to you ago. that they were all the same color. No, no. But four o'clock in the morning, I woke up and I was like, oh, my God, what have I done? I'm never going to know what bed sheet goes with what mattress. I know this sounds really stupid and not horse related. Yeah, but, but like that was... and, and stuff, they got to all look alike after they, you know, they start to look alike. You're going to, that's oh going to my... be, a, you know, Nightmare. you can, you can sew something on them. So anyway, I was going to give my daily window to Amazon because apparently I'm not the only person that does stupid stuff like that. And I was able to cancel all but one. (laughs) I was like, oh, my God, four o'clock in the morning, I woke up. I was like, maybe I can still cancel. (laughs) I know they shift so fast. A lot of times you're wondering if you can get it canceled. I'm trying to cancel things before, but now that everything has slowed down, uh, I was able to cancel three of them. So I'm like, it's so much more sensible. I just had like a moment of clarity at four o'clock in the morning. Like, (laughs) what have I done? I can't buy all shoes. That sounds really stupid and first world, but like it is, it's really stupid. That was really dumb of me. (laughs) Uh, Do you, how much ivermectin do you have sitting around? Yeah, what's going on with that? I have okay, a question. Okay, so there's this place in this research lab or whatever in Australia that has determined in their Petri dishes that ivermectin uh, kills uh, COVID-19 in about 48 hours, like kills it. So now they haven't done the tests in humans yet, obviously, or I don't even know that they've gone to animal tests yet, but um, they're going to be doing some testing on that. And wouldn't it be ironic if ivermectin could save the world? That would be kind of ironic. And um, do you think every ivermectin manufacturer in the world now is gearing up? <laughs> it's like Ivermectin kills everything. <laughs> Let me just keep that in mind. If you do deworm your horse, Make sure you put that little uh, thing away because if your dog licks it, your dog will die. Like it kills everything. <laughs> well, they apparently asked Jennifer, and they have used it in humans before. Um, it has been used in certain circumstances for humans uh, for the same purpose, actually. So uh, you know, kill worms in yeah, your intestine. Yeah, they have Spot to. Plus. Apparently, when it was really bad, uh, they have to figure out dosages and you know do the trials and all of that stuff. But you know, so this is not a done deal yet. But it certainly did make the headlines in all the horse world <laughs> that the horse world could save the world. Don't people don't suck down your ivermectin tubes? No, no, but Please. let's not do that right now. We need to. It has not been tested. We don't know what's going. Don't yeah. do the cattle drench with the ivermectin. It'll <laughs> yeah. pour it on the back of your neck. Yeah, let's not do that either. Hey, there was a crazy weekend story too. Uh, like there wasn't a lot of crazy weekend stories, but this one was extra crazy, and I'll tell you why. This happened in Southern Florida, of course, near Fort Myers. They have an airport down there called the Southwest Florida International Airport. It's not That's- real big. That can't be international. Yeah, it is, apparently. <laughs> but, like, but all international means is one plane had to some land there in an emergency at some point. So. <laughs> some guy from Dubai yeah. came in. Yeah, that's right. Like Ocala International Airport. The only one that comes in from overseas is the guy from Dubai. So uh, that's the only one we got. But anyway, for some reason, I guess because rental cars aren't being rented right now, they were storing rental cars in a big field there at the airport. Well... A fire started in one of the rental cars, took out about 10 or 20 rental cars, which then spread quickly and ended up being a 15-acre fire 
destroying 3,500 rental cars. This was at the airport. How did the fire start? I don't know. I, that they, they, they don't know, but it took 80 airdrops with the helicopter bucket thing for forest fires what? to put the fire out of the 3,500. First of all, why do they have 3,500 rental cars parked in the field? I don't know. Other than that's maybe where they decided to store them while nobody's renting cars. But 3,500 rental cars. Can I just point <laughs> out that why are cars that flammable? Well, gasoline, I guess. What but blows I know, up but, and... but yeah, but like maybe it's an air freshener stuff they're spraying inside it. When you know you get in a rental <laughs> car is, and you're like, oh my God. That's about to kill you. That will kill you. That's, that's uh... probably super flammable. And we should <laughs> learn a lesson from that. Yeah. Once it started, they couldn't get it stopped. And there were oh like multiple gosh. fire. And that's when they finally had to start calling in the helicopters and treated it like a forest fire of rental cars whose insurance company is out that money wow man that sucks <laughs> 3500 by the way i don't i think it was all different rental car agencies so if you're looking for a rental car in southern florida near fort myers you can forget that you're not getting one of those that's okay nobody was renting anyway it's a great time for this to happen <laughs> God. but on the positive side of that once this is over you could get a brand new rental car if you're down in fort myers area they'll all be brand new <laughs> like, yeah, or you could buy really cheap, cheap. <laughs> an old one. <laughs> it was just a bizarre story. All right, are you ready for some first world problems? Let's do it. First world problem. First world problem. First world problem. Remember that if you have an equestrian problem, it is first world. That is just the world we are living in, people. And also, these are submitted by our auditors. These are actual, I, you can't make this up. I am not clever enough to make up all of these. So, Glenn, if you have a first world problem, first world equestrian problem, and you want to share it with us, how can they do that? Go to horsesinthemorning.com, scroll down the right side of the face uh, page and become an auditor, and we will have an auditor after show for a couple minutes for you today as well. Oh, my goodness. Uh, by the way, I have a shirt on that you told me I was going to be on camera this after the show, and um, I wore a special shirt oh, no. just for that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, okay, so first world problems. Michaela says, um, I sent my baby horse to 30 days of training, and now I don't know how to spend my weekends avoiding house chores. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you send your baby away now? Uh, no, when everybody's home and they're monitoring what you're doing. Uh, Tammy says, we are moving to the most amazing equestrian property. But because of freaking COVID-19, we get to move by ourselves. Two of us, 15 horses, and one moving truck with no friends or family to help. Ugh. Can I just point out that your friends and family are probably out hanging out together just going, shh, don't tell her. Yes. Don't. <laughs> then you'll have to help They're them all move. having Easter dinner next week together. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, my, Mary says my horse activities and my ranch are not shut down, but there's so much snow. I can't do anything. Oh my God. Have you seen what? Have you seen Mary Schmidt's pictures in Wyoming? No. There's like, I mean, it is April 6th and there is like four and a half to five feet of snow on the ground. Why does anybody live there? <laughs> I don't know. Bless your heart. I mean, because, because July is nice. <laughs> The one day on the 14th. Yeah. Yeah. There's like that time in July, like right in the middle. It's like super cool. We used to say that about living in Massachusetts. There's one good day that you're not wearing a sweater and it's July 14th. July 14th <laughs> yeah. is the best day. Um, 
Jenna says, my work is letting me work my afternoon shifts from home, but I keep my horses at home. So then I just stare at my horses, but I can't go play with them because, you know, I'm supposed to be working. Welcome to working at home. <laughs> <laughs> Laura says the weather is finally turning nice here in Oregon, but the trails are too muddy to ride. So I have to ride in my indoor arena. <laughs> See, she gets one. This yeah, they've officially closed problem. almost all the trails here in Florida now. Uh, well, hers are too muddy at her own yeah, personal property. Uh, Kimberly says, after cleaning out my pl- closet, I realize I do not need any more breaches. But there was a 40% off and free shipping and I had a $25 <laughs> gift card. And what is a horse girl supposed to do? <laughs> Uh, buy more pants. Uh, Nana says the Bay Area parks are like overrun by. <clears throat> I didn't know this word. I had to think about it. Sippers. Is that something in place? Uh, I don't know it? what sippers are. SIP is to shelter in place. That's it. Oh, oh, oh. The Bay Area Got parks it. are run by shelter in placers, overrun, who have apparently never been outside before. So the park departments are closing and limiting parking to everywhere, making it really hard for me to trail ride. <laughs> That's what everybody's <laughs> bitching around here, too. Really? They all the other... all the trailheads and everything. Yeah. Uh, Allison says, my husband is off work because of COVID. So he's working away on my to-do list, building fences and shelters and hay storage. But I feel like I should help him so I can't ride my horses all day. Allison, <laughs> let me commiserate with you. Chad is home and he's decided to build a fence around the new house himself, building a fence. And uh, he can't do it by himself. So I sat out there for like four hours yesterday, like holding wire and holding boards and stuff. And I'm like, I just want to go ride. I don't want you to do this. He's like, we're saving $3,500 by doing it ourselves. And I'm like, not worth it. <laughs> Go on an extra trip or something. <clears throat> oh, God, he's going to hear me. He's in the other room. I mean, <laughs> he's amazing. My husband's the best. <clears throat> the hell I do. That good. Okay? That was good. That was very convincing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, Lisa says, my little mare is ready for her first ride under saddle. But before New Zealand went into lockdown, I had no time. And now I have time because I'm stuck at home 24-7. But I still can't do it because it's a lockdown. And if I hurt myself, I'll be in big trouble. <laughs> That's the thing people are freaking out about is riding, just yeah. getting hurt, all that. I um, certainly wouldn't want to go to a hospital right now. I don't want to go to the hospital ever. Well, and I mean, true. to be completely honest, which horse girls go directly to the hospital? Uh, really none of us. Yeah, unless it's really bad. <clears throat> unless yeah. you're, you're flown out. Not really. You're, yeah. Lilla says the school district that I work for is offering lunch and breakfast for their students. So as an, quote, essential employee... I had to put on real clothes to deliver lunches for like an hour and a half a day. <laughs> and they're driving around. You, That's nice. <laughs> I told you sweatpants will trick you. If you wear sweatpants all day and then you're like, I better put on some real jeans. You'll have put on weight and you won't even know it because your sweatpants lie to you. How can I get lunches delivered? You can be uh, a child in our school system who doesn't get lunches unless they're at school and poor. Oh. So Do you get any delivery where you are? We don't even get pizza. No, no. no uh, I think we can get Postmates or whatever that is. Um, but our neighbor, we went to our neighbor's house for pizza before all this happened. And they ordered four pizzas like from Papa John's and it was like $60. <laughs> I was like, what? You need so, how much for pizza? $30 uh, delivery fee. <laughs> I was like, it was. Yeah. It was crazy. Yeah, we don't get any delivery at all whatsoever. <laughs> Nothing. 
Carrie, this is a rookie mistake, okay? Why, oh, why would I think it's a good idea to put on chapstick and then get out the shedding blade? I know better. Girl, come on. I mean, I, it still happens to me every day, too. Uh, Arsena says, I spent several hours grooming Saturday night, hours. And I wake up on Sunday and I look out and all three look worse than before the intense grooming. At least they're out in the pasture having fun. Uh, Tom says, I got laid off from work. Glenn, we need your advice for this. And now I look at my horses in the morning podcast and they go all the way back to January. So do I start with January or do I start from April and go back? Oh, that's always a problem I have when I'm listening to podcasts, new ones especially. I can't decide which direction to go. Yeah. I started, the, I always start at the farthest back and work my way up. But it's an, a pain because what happens is they want to play it backwards. You know, that my podcast player starts with like the mm. most recent and then just rolls to the last one to the You're last right. one. I'm like, I already heard that one. But then if they talk about like our show, we talk about stuff that then we follow up with next week. Yeah. So yeah. I'm going to say go back and start a January. Okay. That's that is cleanse. Because, you know, advice. you talk about a horse this week, and next week you're talking about selling the, or, you know, adopting the horse out and what you did with it. It wouldn't make sense if we went backwards. Yeah, it's true. By the way, I got two new horses yesterday. See? And I've already <laughs> ridden a boat. They're quite lovely. Um, Erica says I set up jumps in one of our fields, and it was so fun to ride out there. But, like, why am I so sore today? Ugh, I feel like I'm being forced to take a day off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I um, I rode, let's see, I, I there's a girl in town who, she is on the equestrian team, I guess, in Illinois. And she, uh, her dad was working on her house and, and she decided to, he's like, Oh, can my daughter come out and see your horses? And I'm like, sure, no problem. So she came out and turns out she's like a very accomplished eventer oh. and she's 20 <laughs> and she's really bored and she's stuck at home you for five months. expecting a 12 year old. Uh, yeah, yeah. kind of, kind of <laughs> not going to lie. And so she came out yesterday and I had her ride a bunch of horses. I was like, go ahead, ride this one, this one, this one, this one. <laughs> So that meant I had to stay out there and ride the equal amount of horses. And I am so sore. <laughs> so I get you, Erica. <laughs> I'm trying to keep up with a 20 year old. Finally, I was like, you can get off now. <laughs> that's that's enough. We're good. We're done. God love her. I'm done. Uh, done. <laughs> yeah. Claire says over the past six months, I've spent like, $5,000 on truck and trailer repairs and maintenance. And now everything is running and hauling great. And all the shows are canceled. The parks and trails are closed. That sucks. <laughs> that sucks. <laughs> Lindsay says, I've been able to ride my horse and pony now, but the cows have a meltdown when horses are leaving and throw a total fit when we ride around the farm. What? I'm confused. Are your horses, your cows are bonded to your horses and now you can't ride your horses without your cows freaking out. I heard and separation our, anxiety, but I didn't know it went, you know. I didn't know cows had separation yeah. anxiety. And if they do, like, what are you worried about? They're tearing up your fields or, like, injuring a tendon. And <laughs> are we really worried about tendons and cows? I don't know. I have more. This is one that gives me more. Pissed off cows can be a problem. Video for proof, Lindsay. <laughs> That's what we need. Sally says, I live in Canada, and I've been cramming my Oldenburg mare's head into my large pony's bridle because my new bridle is in package across the border, and I can't cross the border to pick it up because the borders are closed due to corona. How is she getting that bridle on that horse? I don't know. Just <laughs> maximize everything and take the brow band off. That's what I have to do. 
Um, or Rachel do like says, Jennifer and use uh, Baylor twine to extend it and make it bigger. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> yeah. You, the, uh, horse girls will find a way. Uh, Rachel says, there's like nothing to eat in my house, even though there's like a ton of groceries. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you have to make stuff. I know. That is a thing. That is true. Um, another different Rachel says, I have two new By the OTT way, I've been getting a heck of a use out of the Instant Pot. Oh my gosh, we use our air fryer every day. Yeah, I'm so tired I love of my air Instapot. Um, Rachel says I have two new OTTB projects and I'm making beaded brow bands for them because we're all bored. Um, the first one is so pretty, and now I can't decide which use to which beads to use for my second one. Ah. <laughs> first world like that's ridiculous chelsea says since there's no eggs to be had and no local easter egg hunts i'm making an easter egg hunt for my daughter and husband to do from horseback oh my god how fun are they but, out of eggs at the store too oh my god you can't get eggs anywhere really oh. yes those of us that had chickens we are the preppers of the world yeah our neighbor has chickens so we get them from her <laughs> yeah, no, um, people have, yeah, I'm, I'm hoarding my eggs, my <laughs> girls. Come on, girls, let's lay some more. <laughs> um, anyway, she says that she has to hide everything so she doesn't get to play. <laughs> well, if they, nobody can get eggs, Easter's going to be, well, you know what? Nobody's getting together for Easter anyway. <laughs> There's I, those plastic eggs. Yeah. That's what we use. I use the same plastic eggs every year. And like I used to put little toys in them, and now I'm going to put money I saw in the them. cutest Zoom thing yesterday. Uh, hit the news. This family of like eight different families, they all get together for Easter every year, and they all color eggs together. Well, they were on Zoom all coloring eggs at the same time from different awesome. places. How fun. Uh, Leslie says, I have to carry water buckets from one end of my 80-foot barn to the door to the other end, then all the way around the outside because my new horse is in the round pen and I have too many horses in the barn. She has to live in the round pen and there's no water out there and the hoses are all frozen. You know, it's hard to believe that people still have frozen hoses. <laughs> it's hard to believe that, like, her first world problem is, like, my ginormous 80-foot barn. And then, like, I have a new horse. There's so many first market, world so. things in there. It's amazing. Um, final one here is Kara. <laughs> You'll love this, Glenn. Okay. I have a splinter in my dominant hand that I can't get out on my own. And due to social distancing, I can't solicit anyone else to help me <laughs> you're like i mean like having Cut a needle off. in your teeth and you're like <laughs> yeah. trying to like get it here but with your you're right yeah i don't think i could do anything with my left hand trying to get a splinter out that's so funny thank you kara <laughs> and thank you everybody who shared with us they're very oh there's nothing very more annoying sad than emotional a splinter you can't get out because it seems to rub on everything and then pulls back and hurts oh yeah and imagine she can't get it out because of the coronavirus. <laughs> how come you can't, how come you have the giant infection in your finger? She's going to show up at the emergency room. I don't have Corona, but I got this splinter. <laughs> yeah. I have a splinter. <laughs> I'm sorry. Can I have a bed? I need, I need a bed. Are you sick? I have a splinter. splinter. Can't get it out. Finger. Can't get it out. <laughs> Here's the least surprising statistic you will hear all day. According to the Gallup poll, Americans are among the most stressed people on the planet, especially now. This may not come as a surprise. Your horses get stressed out, too. Every horse experiences stress caused by things like exercise, environmental conditions like the weather, or their, or their everyday surroundings, for that matter. Uh, travel causes horse stress, just like humans, and even simple diet changes. 
All of these variables contribute to stress levels in your horse, and some are more stressed than others. This might also come as a surprise. You can help reduce the negative impacts of stress by feeding your horse chromium every day. By lowering the levels of stress hormone cortisol and optimizing energy use, feeding chromium results in improved body upkeep, health, performance, and overall well-being. But this part is important. Don't just feed any chromium. Feed your horse only FDA-reviewed source of chromium. What is that word? Proponate. I think that's what we determined it was last week, right? Feed your horse only the FDA-reviewed source of chromium propanate on the market today. Chemtrace chromium from Chemin. Ask for it by name and stress less. That's Chemtrace chromium by Chemin. Learn more about Chemtrace by visiting kemen.com slash chromium eq that's kemen.com slash chromium eq and we'll put a link to that in the show notes appropriate all right let's give billy jack barrett a call he was the founder of the remount foundation and this has a tie to the air force yes cool give me to talk to you Ah, uh, you can. We'll cut there. Get is it the Billy? Phone. Is it Billy Jack? Or is it Jack? I, do, I don't know. We can Let's ask. Let's see here. All right, you answer. <clears throat> you mark that. 31 minutes. Good morning. Good morning. How are you doing? This is Jamie and Glenn at Horses in the Morning, and we're excited to talk to you. Jamie and Glenn, good morning to y'all. Yes, Jamie and Glenn. And um, and Mr. Barrett, do you go by Billy, Billy Jack, Billy Jack Barrett, Black Jack? What do you go by? All the above. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you. Hey, uh, just uh, one question before we get started. Uh, are you on a, a, a speakerphone? Uh, yes. Can can we? I'm in a room by. Let me to turn it off. Yeah, or? let's try it with it off. You're very echoey and far away. Okay, is that much better? That's much better. Yep, that'll work. All right, so we're gonna we're gonna get started here, and we'll just have fun chatting about uh, the Remount Foundation. Okay, so you're going to be on the radio live then, or we we are right now. Uh, we'll just cut this part out for the podcast version. But we're we're ready to go. All right, are you ready there, uh, Jamie? I am ready. Here okay. we go. Three, count me in. Two, one. Well, I would like to welcome to the show Billy Jack Barrett from the Remount Foundation. Hello, Billy Jack. Where are you in the world? Hello, hello. We are in Colorado Springs. Uh, this program was founded on a historic horse ranch a 1,000-acre horse ranch that is now the Air Force Academy. What? So the Air Force just, Academy has a has a ranch on it? Yes. And what was really unique about that is that it was founded in 1915 by a Marine that lost his arm in the Boxer Rebellion and was an aide to President Teddy Roosevelt. Huh. And he came here as a one-armed horseman and he helped develop for the U.S. Cavalry and Teddy Roosevelt the uh, Remount Army 
Army did not have enough good cavalry horses. They started reaching out. It was actually President Teddy Roosevelt and a Major Henry Leonard that got together and decided to develop a breeding program to supply cavalry horses for the Army. And that was actually Henry Leonard bought a thousand acre ranch in Colorado Springs and Roosevelt sent him to Europe and he went to purebred stallions that he brought back. And so when they, he, he set up a breeding operation here in Colorado Springs and they scattered thoroughbred stallions throughout the nation to supply a line of good mounts for the U.S. Army. So it's kind of an interesting deal. And then when they purchased the land for the Air Force Academy in the 1950s, this horse. Uh, oh, he's breaking mm. up on us. Do you hear that? to the sale. Yeah. Hey, Billy, hold on one second. You keep breaking up on us. Um, so I'm going to try uh, calling you back and see if we can get a better connection. And we'll just pick up from where we left okay, off yes, there. Okay, yes, sir. Okay? You're, you're kind of fading out there, too. Yeah, let me try calling you back. Okay. Okay. You bet. It was like right at the part about the going to That was interesting. Europe. I didn't know all that stuff. <clears throat> I've been there. You've been there to the Air Force Academy? Yeah. yeah. We stopped out there to visit when we were in Colorado the one time. It's a, talk about a pretty place. Oh, my God. Of course, she said it before the show. There's no part of Colorado that's not a pretty, pretty, pretty place. It's all pretty. Yeah. Hope we get a better connection. Better? I don't know. Let's give it a try and see. You were just kept cutting out. I don't know why that was. I want to go back to um, you telling about him going to Europe to buy thoroughbred stallions. So if you want to start back with uh, with that, that'd be great. Because we cut out during that, and I was like, Is "What? Wait! I want to hear that part." <laughs> <laughs> you bet. Well, uh, Henry Leonard was uh, quite a horseman prior to being in the Marine Corps. And so even as a one-armed fella, uh, you know, he, uh, they kept him in the Marine Corps and President Roosevelt and, you know, Henry Leonard being a Virginia horseman that had successfully bred and raised horses in Virginia said the best horses are in Europe. So he went to England primarily and he bought some horses that were connected with the Royal family, some really nice thoroughbred stallions that he picked out. Later on, he went and he had also purchased some Arabians, but they, uh, he, he brought those horses back at the, you know, the 19, this is the 1920s now, and they scattered those horses out throughout the West. And the deal was, if you would breed your mares to one of these stallions, then the army would buy the gildings back. And so most of the mares went into the breeding operations of the horsemen throughout the country and from those mares that the horsemen kept without exception all the great quarter horses appaloosas and paints go back to those horses huh. it's really wow. interesting uh they're doing a report on the cutting horse industry uh document documentary and they found out the first world champion cutting horse named skeeter ridden by buster welsh was sired by a remount stallion out of a daughter of a remount stallion so it had a tremendous influence on the horse industry. But just recently, I've since I've retired from the Air Force Academy after 40 years, I've had a chance to do some research on this. 
But what's really the connection is that this 1,000-acre horse ranch on the Air Force Academy became a sanctuary, not only for Colonel Henry Leonard, he got promoted to Colonel, the one-armed Marine is his sanctuary, but this is where he came for his sanctuary. So then once the Air Force Academy took it over since the 1950s, it's become a sanctuary for the military, for the retirees, the cadets at the Air Force Academy. And uh, that's how we developed the Warrior Wellness Found uh, program originally, which evolved into the Remount Foundation. So the Remount Foundation, located on the Air Force Academy, is working with uh, military families, not just the military, but the families, the spouses, and the children, and now also with first responders. From the five installations here in the area, there's Fort Carson, there's Peterson Air Force Base, Shriver Air Force Base, Lowry up at Denver. And so we're working with all branches of the military, but they found this was a real sanctuary. And so for the past couple of decades, we've been doing what is known today as equine therapy. Wow. Okay. So this is it, amazing. It, so, uh, I mean, I, I work a lot with uh, veterans and first responders out in California as well yes. uh, with Monty Roberts. And the, I, I don't think that there's any question that this working with horses changes the 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 physiology of, of a veteran, what type of stuff do y'all do with the, with the veterans and, and their families and first responders with the horses? Well, we have, we have a program director and this is, we'll have to get her on the air sometime because she is brilliant. Her name is Jeannie Springers and she's our co-founder and program director of the Remount Foundation. But she has put together a toolbox that is amazing and so in our equine therapy program, uh, equine assisted learning, uh, we had brought in Greg Kirsten, the founder of equine assisted learning. Uh, he has the OK Corral series and he came in and he's worked with and certified our volunteers. We have a fantastic group of volunteers. We have retired military. We have civilians that, uh, are here in the area that volunteer. So Jeannie Springer has put together a toolbox, which includes a program called Heart Math. And she's one that has to explain some of that. It gets over my head in a hurry. I'm just kind of a layman out in the crowd that I've seen the results of this. But we've also incorporated the program Horse Boy or working with children with autism. Oh, yeah. We realize that a lot of these a lot of these veterans coming back or not just veterans, but a lot of the warriors coming back would come back to a family with an autistic child. And so they have a double complication of uh, PTS or battle injuries and then come home to a family dealing with an autistic child. So this program has just been having fantastic results. And the primary thing is that we've really, since day one, been focused in on suicide prevention. And... A little short deal on that is that uh, Merck veterinarians would come to deworm and vaccinate our remount horses for us. And the veterinarians working with our warriors that were out in the corral realized the value of what we were doing in suicide prevention, which opened the door that, you know, one in six veterinarians have suicidal thoughts. Mm -hmm. So Remount Foundation has been guest speakers 
at the VMX convention in Florida, which is the world's largest veterinarian convention, 17,000 veterinarians there. So now Remount, now that it's not under the government umbrella, Remount Foundation is a separate entity, 501c3, that operates on the Air Force Academy. So now we're able to take care of uh, not veterans. We have World War II. We've had a few World War II veterans, but many Vietnam veterans, plus our current program. But uh, we're dealing with first responders also. Yeah, it's so just it's, amazing. Uh, it's if a real you, blessing. You think about what the first responders have seen. I mean, gosh, just just it's got to be just as hard as as what the veterans have dealt with. Now, I noticed that you said PTS and not PTSD. Is there a reason that you guys don't like to use the word disorder at the end of post-traumatic stress? Yes, and that's in, in working with our many, many veterans, it's it's a little bit too much of a stigma mm-hmm. that they just it just turns them off. And I and I understand that. Uh they is a rule. And the other thing is we call them warriors in instead of soldiers because you know, a Marine is a Marine, a soldier's an army guy, a sailor's a navy guy. Mm-hmm. And uh they <laughs> So we, we just call them warriors so that we, we treat them all the same there. But we're, we're really blessed to work with all five branches of the military. And to back up, yes, a lot of our first responders in the Colorado Springs community are veterans also. When they get out of the military with their background in security forces or military police or firefighters, uh, they go to work. So then they've got, they've got a double whammy. It is amazing how some people's hearts are just called to serve others. And I mean, thank yes. God that they're out there. But it's funny because we don't say post-traumatic uh, stress disorder at Monty's uh, place either. Because what he says is PTSD, D is a disorder, a disorder is something you're born with. What we say is PTSI. So you have post-traumatic stress as an injury, and an injury can heal. So that gives them a little bit of hope to, you know, it is a label and it is a stigma. And it's something that people say, you have it, and it's almost like you can't get rid of it. But I believe, and, and Monty believes, and it sounds like you guys too, that, you know, this that they can be helped. It's not a disorder. It's an injury, and the injuries heal. Yes, and I think that Monty has nailed it and i think from his experience in working with horses and working with people he sees that mm-hmm. and in my background i wound up being blessed uh, i was in the vietnam era and my last assignment i was the last horse buyer for the fourth and 12th cavalry at port carson colorado in 1967 and there was just a floodgate of warriors coming back from vietnam and if they got when they got back to Fort Carson, they got drunk, tore up the barracks, or went home and beat up their wife. They sent them to the stables at Fort Carson. So I was working with a lot of, you know, a lot of warriors at that time with a lot of issues, even though I didn't really understand why they were doing so much better out at the horse barn in the cavalry unit. Wow. And through that, I got to meet a, quite a few uh, interesting I people, wanna... one of them. Yeah. I, I wanted to ask you, was one of them Audie Murphy? Yes. And see, Audie Murphy was at Centennial Racetrack. Uh, he raised and trained and rode his own horses. And I was up at Centennial, and a fellow said, well, you like this certain bloodline of horses out of Arizona, go to Shed Row B. And I go over there, and I think I'm talking to a exercise rider or, you know, a jockey. 
and hanging out and then come to find out that's Audie Murphy. Well, let me, see, let, Audie me Murphy. let me interrupt you. Uh, let's explain who yes. he is uh, real quick. He's he w- I just I read a book on him. It's called The Hell and Back. And that's what caught His my story. attention. And he was one of the he was the most decorated combat veteran of World War Two. I mean, he won every award, or, you know, every ribbon there was. Still today, he still is the most decorated war hero in the history of this nation. Yeah, wow. and he and did go to hell and back see, in that war. <laughs> was, he did, yeah. and at that time, nobody knew about equine therapy. They did the same thing then they're doing today. They're All they do is over-medicate and they, for all these warriors, and a lot of our warriors have gotten off all pretty much most of all the medication that really helps them because equine therapy, it does not, it's not a substitute. Well, it helps them a lot more, so they need a lot less medication. And that's what Audie Murphy found out. He didn't have anybody tell him. He just had a passion for horses, and his passion for horses pulled him through the dark. I remember, Jamie, he slept, uh, I think, till the day he died, he slept with a pistol, loaded pistol under his pillow. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, he was, you know, he had it really bad. I mean, and and uh, and rightly so. I mean, went through a lot. I didn't know he, you know, I don't think the book talked about him being a horse trainer, you know, a, a race uh, racehorse trainer. No, and I'll tell you what I'll do is I can find and send you, there's a Western Horseman magazine did a feature on him in the, I think it's about 1957. They had him on the front cover of Western Horseman magazine on a horse by the name of Joe Queen. And that already bred and raised most of the horses that he rode in the movies. He made, I forget, 30, 40, you know, Western movies, but he was riding his own horses. That's amazing. And he, wait, I'm just like looking at Audie Murphy and he was an actor as well. Yeah, this guy yeah. is a, a Renaissance man. He was at the time. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Amazing. And, and, well, and his, uh, yeah, it was the horses that kept his feet on the ground. And there's a lot of misunderstanding about Audie. They talked about him being an alcoholic and a lot of the problems that you see with BTS. And that, that was a fact, but Audie went in a hotel room before he passed away. He went in a hotel room and went cold turkey off all the medication and all booze. And he had really gotten his life cleaned up. And through my relationship with him, uh, I found a horse that he had raised that he helped me work out. And I wound up getting that horse. But I was on the phone a couple of days before Audie Murphy died in a plane crash, a group of North Carolina developers had invited him and they wanted to use his name in uh, development uh, project up there. So when the plane was flying over showing the property, the plane bit went down with all on board killed. Hmm. But uh, that, that was about 1971. Yeah, he was pretty young. He was in his 40s, if I remember right. It was uh, He wasn't that old. Yes, he, he was in his 40s. And another great example was uh, when I got out of the service and was out here raising horses, a big, tall, red-headed fella named A.P. Clark called up and wanted a horse to ride. Well, I got acquainted with A.P. Clark. Come to find out, that's Lieutenant General A.P. Clark. Did you see the movie The Great Escape? Yep. With Steve McQueen? <laughs> yep. That was A.P. Clark. About 100 times. So wow. A.P. Clark went on to be the commanding general, the superintendent of the United States Air Force Academy. But he had found out on his own that the horses were his sanctuary. Wow. So, wow. so what Remount Foundation is doing today 
is we're playing off the evidence that we've witnessed from these people in years gone by that found their sanctuary with the horses. And the thing is that there is actually healing. There's actually healing that comes from equine therapy. And we have hundreds and hundreds of uh, people that have been pulled through the dark because of the horses and the horse, the healing that horses uh, bring to the table. Well, I don't think you're you're going to get anybody here to argue with that for sure. I could talk to you. I I got to ask about one more thing. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Mine, that bird is your mascot. How did that come about? Mine, that bird, like Kentucky Derby winner. Yeah. Yes, well, back in the day before I went to the academy, uh, there was a young fellow up here, and we were running horses on the Colorado Fair Circuit named Mark Allen. And, Mark, of course, I knew Dr. Leonard Block through the quarter horse industry, and he stood great horses like Go Men Go and Easy Jet. And was one of the premier veterinarians there at Roswell, New Mexico, at Buena Cerdy Ranch. Well, they were old friends. And Mark Allen has a heart the size of a wash tub. And being <laughs> mine, that bird was a gilding. Uh, he brought the horse up to the Air Force Academy, and he is the mascot. We have pictures of warriors and cadets uh, sitting on mine, that bird. He's gone oh, on wow. trail rides there on the Air Force Academy. And he's even taken him to the Air Force Academy home football game where he went out on the field at halftime. Oh, that's cool. So we tried to talk to the commanding general uh, at the time to get on the horse, but she didn't, she didn't, I think the lawyers thought it was too risky to put the female superintendent of the Air Force Academy on a Kentucky Derby winner galloping around the field at <laughs> halftime. Come on. So, Where's your I adventure? Know, I know. <laughs> yeah. I well, kidded her. I told her, I said, General Johnson, if you'd been a Marine, you'd probably been on the horse. <laughs> <laughs> See, uh, my husband's Air Force and yeah, the Marines in the Air Force, there's, there's, uh, it's always a challenge to, to get them in the same you room. Bet. <laughs> well, you bet. Billy, then, Billy Jack Barrett, the Remount Foundation, where can people go to find out more about maybe how they can help or volunteer or donate or whatever? Uh, just the website, remountfoundation.org, and there's all the inf- information there. What you guys are doing is amazing, and I thank you for it, and, and thank you for uh, your stories and sharing with us. I, I want to know when you're going to write your book. You need to write a book. <laughs> I don't know. I'll be 75 this month, so I'm just getting my second win. Well, yeah, you better Thank start that. Get going. It's time to start. <laughs> you got plenty <laughs> of time. <laughs> If you see Monty Roberts, tell him how he's been in our home out here at Peyton, Colorado. Wow. Well, I'll see him tonight, so I will definitely let him know. Monty and I will be doing an Ask Monty Live. Give the details, Glenn. Yeah, so uh, they're going to be on, if you go to Monty Roberts' Facebook page, uh, Jamie and Monty are going to be doing a Ask Monty Live tonight, a Facebook Live on their Facebook page at 8 o'clock Eastern. And uh, they're going to take live listener questions about horses and training and just, you know, try and take everybody's mind off of viruses for an hour or two. I think that's fantastic. So, yeah. So it's Monty's first time doing something like this. So we're bringing him into the we're bringing him into the 21st century here. (laughs) (laughs) You bet. Well, I I met him in the 1970s when he started his flag is up farms. And then it was a surprise encounter. He came out to Colorado, uh, Extreme Makeover Home Edition, built our family a new ranch house. Oh, oh wow. my God. I probably watched that. that. 
<laughs> I saw everyone. Y'all take care. Hold on, hold on, stop, stop. <laughs> Monty Roberts came out to Extreme Makeover Home Edition to your house. I'm confused. Yes, he was here when they did it. Oh my god. 2005, can you believe 15 years ago, he he came out and crowded up our horses and got them out of the way while they built the new home. Wow. Oh my gosh, that's so it's cool. I want to go back and find that. See, you got to write a book. Come on, <laughs> Billy Jack. You know, what's important right now is our dedicating our time to saving lives and cutting down suicides. There you go. Man. And that's what we're doing with Fremont, day in and day out. Uh, and that that's a real blessing to help get lead people through the dark. And that's what our Remount Foundation team is doing. Well, we are really grateful and that you so, are doing it and you all are doing an amazing job. I, I want to come visit so bad just to see. It sounds like there's so many things. And I would like to um, get in touch. I'll have my producer get in touch with you about uh, calling the woman who is in charge of all of the, the programs because I would love to learn more about what she is, uh, is doing. So um, it's been a, a pleasure. Thank you, Billy. Thank you all very much, and thank you for what you're doing. All right, and be, oh, be safe, thank you okay? for your time. You bet. Y'all, too. Billy Jack Barrett, the I Remount know. Foundation. Yes. RemountFoundation.org is where you can go to learn more. And, uh, again, thank you so much. Well, I'll tell you what, that was, you know, me in history. As soon as oh I saw that, uh, you know, Audie Murphy, and I had read his book not too long ago, actually, it's like a year or two ago. If you want a book, it's been out forever. It's it's uh, to hell and back. If you want a war book, boy, that's it. This guy did uh, everything. Was, <laughs> all I see, I didn't know that name, but I knew the name Mark Allen, the co-owner of Mind That Bird. <laughs> so we all have our thing. And I've heard of A.P. Clark, of course. He was in the movie. So <laughs> Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> what, a, what a life. We really need to get... Get him on Equestrian Legends. Yeah, you know, I think so. Yeah, we didn't even scratch the surface on what he did um, with the remount programs and being a horse buyer in Fort Carson. Well, just what amazing. a neat guy. Well, a neat guy, and a neat program. Is it me just... or do all these old cowboys know each other? Like he's they like, all yeah, know, I each know other. Monty. Like... <laughs> Monty went out to Extreme Home Makeover. Literally, Jennifer and I watched every one of those, so we probably saw his house being built. Um, yeah, I, they, they they came to a, our radio station in Atlanta a ton. Ty did because he was always very good at promotion, and uh, so we uh, we met those crew, that crew a ton of times, and I loved that show. So well, it was hey, back guys. on again on some one of the odd networks, uh, and I tried to tape it, but there's never got it. So it just they just did their season finale, so it was back on again. Okay. Uh, on one of the 5,000 stations on your cable. Uh, <laughs> which one? Well, let's hear from WinTech, and then we're going to come back, and we're going to, instead this week, instead of bringing Horse Nation on, we're going to bring Jumper Nation on. A little different. Coach Jen here, HRN Chaos Control Officer and host of the Horse Tip Daily Show here on Horse Radio Network. Longtime Horse Radio Network fans know that I'm a big fan of Wintech saddles. I've been riding in them for about 20 years now. Whether I'm eventing, showing in dressage, or fox hunting, or hitting the trail at an endurance competition, I know my saddle fits my horse and it's going to hold up to the toughest conditions and look great doing it. You may be wondering exactly which saddle do I use for this varied group of disciplines? Well, Wintech makes saddles for every discipline. That's how I have several. And Wintech doesn't sit on their laurels. 2019 brings even more innovation to the saddle range, so head out to your local tax store and have a sit-in one. Or you can contact your favorite online retailer, arrange a test ride, or check them out online 
at wintechsaddles.us. And be sure to tune in tomorrow here on Horses in the Morning as Stacy Westfall and Jennifer will be here. Stacy will be answering some, talk about a couple of legends in the horse world. Stacy will be here tomorrow as well. We got it all going on this week. Uh, and then later in the week, we're going to have Mary Kitzmiller here. So uh, just all kinds of training stuff going on this week. You at, will uh, not be bored working with horses if you listen to this week's show. No, no, not at all. So we're going to, uh, normally we have Deanne or Leslie here from from the nations, from Horse or Eventing Nation. Well, they have a new editor over at Jump, Jumper Nation, and we're going to get her on. Lynn is her name. Uh, Lynn Mueller. Hi, Glenn. How, How are you? Good. Hi, Lynn. How are you? Good. Good. So you're on the air with Jamie and I. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me. And Jamie, I haven't met you yet, so it's nice to meet you. Oh, my gosh. Oh my it's God. my pleasure. Lynn, have we met? I don't actually think so. I only have met you via email from um, Deanne of Horse Nation. Yeah, I didn't know if we had met at a show or something. How does her sound to you, Glenn? It's, How does it, she sound? She sounds very uh, modulated. Uh, so are you talking directly in your mic or into the uh, computer? I can get closer to it. Hang on. That's a little better, actually, I think. That's better? Yeah, it's and a little bit better. turn the volume down, Yeah, t- I, I can't turn her volume down, so... Oh. <laughs> It's not something I can do. How's this? That's better. Yes. Thank you for that. So uh, tell us a little. You just took over. By the way, I got to ask you first. Lynn signs her name. Uh, Lynn, is it Mueller, right? Yes, that's right. And then it's A-R-M-E, comma, P-M-P. You got all these initials after your name, and I don't <laughs> know what they mean. So. Oh, definitely. It's They're actually um, designations. So... You know when you're a doctor and you put MD? Yeah. Um, I've, I've got a bunch of risk management designations and project management designations. So so the first one's associate in uh, risk management, enterprise risk management. And then the second one's project management professional. professional. So <laughs> they're, they're more acronyms, basically. I am Jamie Jennings, HTP slash PCH. What's that? Uh, horse trainer and podcast host. <laughs> <laughs> I want designations. I never had you designations. just gotta do it. Just own it. <laughs> make up your make up your own. Just make it up. You know, it's that's appropriate awesome, that she's in risk management coming on here with us. So that's appropriate. Um, yes, so, we will be calling you after the after the air. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. So, how did a, a girl with all those designations end up as an editor at uh, Jumper Nation? For sure. Well, so I actually um, really love writing. Um, I've got four books out, actually. My very first one I published, oh gosh, it was maybe eight years ago. And it was actually about my first horse who was off the track. And I just decided to put his story together, um, self-published it, and it actually took off. So I always just kept kind of writing on the side. Um put more books out and when the opportunity came to you know apply for the the role that was open at jumper nation i i jumped on it um literally yeah literally, literally. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I was always there. kind of a subscriber for you know the eventing nation 
website and I, I get their email newsletter, of course. I used to event and uh, it, it, I saw in one of the email newsletters that they were looking for a Jumper Nation editor. So I went, oh, oh well. And then I just went ahead and applied to it. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, there's a lot more articles coming on there now since you took over. So uh, I think it's a good thing. You took over at a hell of a time there, girl. <laughs> oh, absolutely. It's a lot of coronavirus. But, you know, I mean, I, I think one of the kind of helpful things, though, is, I mean, people are a lot of people are at home and, you know, they can't horse show, but they're still trying to find things to do with their horses. And they're they're going to all the nation media websites for, you know, different things to read and different ideas and different, uh, you know, tips, tricks and whatnot. So, uh, you know, I, I think it's it's an interesting time, but it's helpful at the same time. All right. Well, so- I would like to point out that, Glenn, I, you know, we've been building a house uh, for let me, ever. Let me cut and- you there. Let me cut you there. Let's uh, let's see. Lynn, your sound is still pretty bad um oh, it is. yeah so let's l- let me call you on your phone let's see if that's better i don't know if it's your microphone or your, on your computer or what but uh let me give you a call back okay, okay. sure sorry jamie just let's see we're gonna cut there and uh take that out i don't know i don't know i've never heard us uh, Mike like that on a computer before. <laughs> That's pretty no. bad. Yeah, it's really like. So remember what you it were. comes in really hot. Yeah, it sounded like the old days when we were. Uh... No, you couldn't hear us then. Oh, that's true. Really yeah, hot. we weren't hot. You just couldn't hear us. <laughs> All right. How is this? Much better. Let's let's go with that. You're talk- All right. I don't know. You're talking right in your phone, right? Yeah, I am. Okay, good. All right, so Jamie, why don't you Maybe pick just up a weird uh, Skype thing. with what you were going to say in three, two, one. Okay, the sound has changed. We decided to call her on the phone. So Lynn is now on the phone. And I do, now that you've been uh, talking about Jumper Nation, I went to Jumper Nation. And even though I am building a home in on this property, it is almost done. I really feel like I need to make a $7 million investment down in South Florida. Tell <laughs> what is oh, gosh. this place? Oh my God. It's the most amazing horse facility I've ever seen in my entire life. Isn't it? Oh, <laughs> it's amazing. So I, I found this, this property through uh, one of the Douglas element uh, real estate kind of booklets. And it struck my eye because it just has all these amenities. Like there's a treadmill and of course there's a pool and a bar. And I just thought there were so many amazing things. I got to put this on. I got to put this on the site for the dream farm. It's it's amazing. (laughs) I mean, this barn is incredible. It looks, it, it looks like a Florida Adobe home, you know, and then you walk inside and it is just it's spectacular with the open stalls and then the, uh, the, the ceiling is awesome. And it has the, the rubber bricks as the floor. And then you walk out and there's all these paddocks that are lush grass right next to each other. And then there's a treadmill and then you keep going in like, Oh, well there's the pool for humans in the, the hot pool tub. The jacuzzi. looks like it's something out of a five, st- <laughs> five star hotel. It's, yeah, it's, doesn't it? It, yeah. it just the the only thing I could think of to describe it would be majestic. Yeah, there's like <laughs> a twisty majestic. slide, and there's palm trees surrounding. It's this place is, I mean, like to me, this is worth seven million dollars. There's no photos of the home. Well, there, okay. there is. 
there's a lot of feathers on the inside. Wow. Yeah, but on Jumper Nation, you don't get pictures of the house, Glenn. You get pictures of the barn, and I'm still sold. (laughs) I'm looking at the kitchen. Oh, my God. The kitchen is unbelievable. Oh, did you actually go to the proper website? Yes, I did. And the kitchen is just (laughs) to die for. Oh, my God. This is a big house. Oh, look at the bathroom. Okay, so let me describe the bathroom. How did you find that link? Oh, we all need to know here. It's it's right on the article. So you go walking into the bathroom. (laughs) Now, get this. So you walk into the bathroom, and on the right and the left are matching his and her vanities with the sinks, and they're about 20 feet long. And then in the middle, between the two his and her vanities, is a sunken hot tub, or a sunken tub, where you can take your bath. But straight back, there are two side-by-side shower stalls on each side for his and her, too. All in brick. All in brick. Yep. Oh, you get separate toilets, too, in our own little rooms. (laughs) (laughs) Incredibly majestic. That's all, that's all I can say. And the closet. Did you see the closet? Yeah. There's all these drawers for your billions of, you know, various clothing, shoes, etc. And the laundry room is bigger than our house. <laughs> I'm not a super yeah, fan is, of the tile on the floor in the um, great room, so I'm going to need that change. So I'm going to need that to come off of the price. Other than that, I'll take it. <laughs> That's right. Oh my god, this is amazing. Very cool. By well, the way, that- if you want that, it's on at 15 or 15561 Ocean Breeze Lane in Wellington, Florida, for a mere six million nine hundred ninety-five thousand, and with the current. Uh, crisis and current financial situation you could probably get it for five million nine hundred ninety five thousand i mean and throw in new tile floors and they'll probably be willing to bargain (laughs) (laughs) absolutely absolutely now (laughs) there's always a little wiggle room (laughs) of course of course now this is really cool i didn't know about this i'm kind of new to the jumper nation world um tell us about your jumper nation clinics that you do with the grid of the week i love grids of the week and grids like uh, on the eventing magazine comes and they always do a grid pro quo. And I always read that. I didn't know you guys had grids on your, on your website. Yes. Well, this is actually new. So that's why you didn't know we had it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. So, so this whole idea came about because of course, you know, there's no horse shows right now. Um, and you know, of course there are some people who can't ride at the moment, but there are plenty of others who are still you know, writing and, you know, trying to practice and find good things to work on at home. So that way, when the shows do start again, you know, we'll be ready, prepared, away we go. Um, And so the idea was to reach out to top 100 jumper trainers all across the world um, and ask them, what are some really good grids or exercises that you do yourself at home that you find beneficial. And I, when I contacted a lot of these professionals, I asked them, you know, it could be very open-ended. I said, you can give me something for, you know, a horse that rushes at everything, or you could give me something for a baby horse or, you know, a very aggressive one. I left it very open-ended just to kind of see what they could come up with. Um, And our very first rider whose clinic or grid of the week um, was published last week was Caitlin Shields of True North Stables. And she was so excited to 
put together a grid. Um, you know, she gave us an amazing grid, bounces, X's, lots of good stuff that she personally uses at home with all of her sale horses, her client horses. And it's gotten great reception so far. I've had a couple of people just email me randomly and say, this is really cool because A, it's something that a pro uses with her own horses. But then also B, you know, she has presented it in a way that you don't have to do the whole thing at once. You can do parts and then you can put it together and you can do half of it and save the rest for later. Um, so it's What's very open-ended and super it, adaptable. And it takes up, it'll take up your whole arena, which is nice because, you know, sometimes mm-hmm. you get stuck with your grid just going down the middle of your line. Glenn, by the way, a grid is something that horses would use to gymnasticize themselves when they're jumping and, um, and to, to work on footwork and getting quicker. But what's really pleasant about this one is that any horse can do it because it is set they're, they can, they're all small. They're just little bounces, but really gets the horse's feet thinking. So I really like this grid, uh, that you guys are, I'm excited. I'm gonna start following, uh, because of this. So you've got a new, a new reader for sure. Um, so you guys, you can check it out. Jumpernation.com is where this is. And the title of the article is Jumper Nation Clinic, Caitlin Shields and True North Stables. And go find that. And um, my gosh, this is so fun. Well, we're glad you're the new editor and coming up with new ideas, Lynn. This is awesome. Thank you so much. Uh, and uh, I'll give you a kind of a hint for the next grid of the week that's coming this week. Um, it's an Olympian, and he has been to, I'm not exaggerating, about 5 billion Olympics. So it'll be a good grid. <laughs> I'm wondering how you're not exaggerating at 5 billion Olympics, but like I can't wait to yeah. find out more. <laughs> Thank you so yep, much. For sure. Girl, we'll <laughs> talk to you soon. It was so nice to finally meet you. Bye, Lynn. Absolutely. It was. It was great to meet you too. All right, we'll I, I came up with my, my, my title that I'm going to put after my name. F-O-H-R-N, founder of Horse Radio Network. F-O-H-R-N. Oh, that's good. Like yeah. Fohorn. F-O-H-R-N. Yeah, I was going to say it kind of looks go. like Fohorn. <laughs> Fohorn. <laughs> Thanks, Lynn. <laughs> Thank you. I Bye-bye. Thought you were to say that you had a grit of the week, Glenn. Like, I came up with my... <laughs> Initials. I was like, I came up with my grid of the week. No, no. We do do grid sort of with uh, driving. I mean, we set up, you know, kind of obstacle. It grids. makes it really hard to jump when you have Yeah, it's kind of hard. Although we have flown over <laughs> poles before uh, by accident. Uh, yeah, that yeah. seems like it's uh, when the horse runs out of the dressage ring. <laughs> there hey, you uh, go, you jumped. Tara Carter, who is the host of the Western episode here on Horses in the Morning, got a hold of us, and they're doing a cool thing over at Carter Ranch, and they're doing an online skills challenge, and she had a chance to talk to Jennifer about it, and let's hear about that now. All right, we're going to insert that in post. So, live listeners, that'll come in the recorded version. Tara Carter's here with me. Tara comes on the Horses in the Morning show once a month. That would be the fourth Tuesday, in case you're wondering. And we talk about all kinds of interesting and fascinating things that have to do with Western competitive riding. But since the universe is on lockdown right now in April of 2020, if you're listening to this in April of 2025, you're good to go. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, You guys have come up with a really fun, interesting, and potentially educational way for folks to get out there and be motivated to train with their horse and compete and get better so that when shows get rocking and rolling again in a few months, you're going to be really ready to take on the world. So explain to me and everyone else exactly what you're up to. 
Well, this is actually something that we already do for our current students, right? We help them set a goal and then we help them develop a plan to effectively train their horse to get there, you know, as a partner with them. So we got to uh, thinking about it. We thought, well, let's just make this available to some folks to do while you can't go to a show, you know, because a show can really be a motivator, right? Like I'm going to go to the show and sometimes you know the pattern and you know what you have to work on and then you find holes and then you fix those. So, you know, shows can be super motivators. Very motivating. Um, It it helps you gauge your progress and you're like, okay, I did this and I, I feel like I've got it and now I can go to the next one. Yeah, sure. That makes sense. Yeah. So, so what we've done is, you know, our program, we, we call it plan for progress and it encompasses a lot of things from, ground skills, to behavioral things, to riding skills, to performance things, to foundation, you know, there's a whole gamut to knots, you know, all different things. Uh, And so we just kind of help people guide people. We say, all right, here's the, here's the topic and here's what we're going to cover. And now you're going to watch the lessons and kind of get, you know, where we're headed with all this. And then week one, everybody, you know, go out and practice for the, for the week. And then you're going to upload a little video of your progress. You don't have to make it perfect. You know, if you want to, you can, that's fine too. Uh, but just upload a short snippet of how you're doing that week. And then we pick a winner for the week. Um, and then we do it again the next week. So the next week has a challenge that builds on the first week, so on and so forth. So we actually ended up doing this uh, with Stock Horse of Texas. Uh, that's a group that we show with. And Trevor sometimes helps teach some of their clinics before their shows. And so we said, hey, look, we've got this one that can help you ride some better circles for your reining patterns or your ranch riding patterns or, you know, pretty much everybody does a circle at some point. Exactly. Uh, So we said, let's. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. We were talking about it, you know, and even if you do straight lines at the end of the day, the world is round. So your straight line is still one big circle. Uh, So so we feel like circles are relevant to everybody. So we thought, let's do this circles challenge. And we were going to make it open to shop members. and you know, we said we'd really like, we can't do shows right now and we can't be supporting the sponsors that are sponsoring shows. And so we thought, well, how can we at least, you know, give back to those sponsors other than buying all the products that we're normally buying to go to the shows. So what we decided to do is for the organizations and the companies that uh, we were a part of or that we uh, purchased from, we said, hey, look, here's a code. If you guys would like let your members, let your supporters participate in this challenge for free. And some of them have Stock Horse of Texas has said, that's awesome. And we'd love to also donate some prizes. So uh, Classic Equine has said, hey, this is awesome idea. You know, it's where we buy our leg protection from. That's where we buy our saddle pads from. So they've decided to donate some leg protection and some saddle pads, which it's not what we were asking them to do, but they did because they're doing some amazing things to help during this time. Uh, so anyway, we'd love to offer it for the auditors to be able to be a part of it too. So cool. So you go in, you, you get the code, which by the way, is going to be found on the HRN auditors, Facebook page. So if you're not an auditor, go to any one of the horse radio network shows face, uh, website pages. The easiest one to go to obviously is horseradionetwork.com and you'll see an auditor banner there. I believe it's on the right hand side right now. Very easy to find. You click on that, it explains how to become a, an auditor. Uh, what happens is auditors help to support programming here on Horse Radio Network, and it is shared between the business of Horse Radio Network and its hosts. And it helps us keep the light on, lights on, and it also gives you perks, like this, for example. <laughs> so if you want to participate in this and you're already an auditor, all you'll have to do is go to the HRN Auditors page, and we'll pin it to the top. But if you're not an auditor yet, 
go check that out and become an auditor. It costs as little as $3 a month. And we do that through Patreon. So it's all safe and secure for everybody involved. So you go there, you get the code. Will the code and the link that we put on the Facebook page for HRN auditors have all of the information someone needs who has never done a challenge before and it's going to be their, they're kind of a newbie. Yes. So like anybody can participate in the challenge, right? They just go to train.planforprogress.com with the number four. So anybody can sign up, but for auditors and those who are you know participating in the different programs, you'll have that code. And when you go to check out, instead of entering in your payment information, you'll actually enter in that code and then you're logged in and you're ready to go. There we go. So what are the, what are the parameters of the video? How long does it need to be or how short does it need to be? It, we're getting videos anywhere from 30 seconds to two minutes. Um, I think the maximum file size you can upload is 100 megabytes, which isn't a ton, but we practiced an eight-minute video the other day, and it was fine. Okay. So, you know, it, yeah, it's okay. it, it's a fair range, right? Fair range. So, okay, yeah. so you can use your phone to do that. Obviously, everybody's got a camera mm-hmm. on their phone. Do you recommend having holding your phone vertically or horizontally, or does it matter? It doesn't matter, but we do have a few, like once you sign up, you get a little email from us and it has fun video tips about, you know, kind of how to keep yourself in frame and all that kind of stuff. So yeah. Perfect. All right. So go to the HRN auditors page, or you can go directly to plan for progress. Is that right? Yeah. Train.planforprogress.com. You can also go to carterranchhorse.com and, you know, scroll down and you'll see where to click. It there just takes you more clicks that, that way. way if, if, you're a, if you're an outsider, an outlander, you can just join without becoming an auditor. But we kind of like the auditor thing. So yeah. we've got join the fun, video yourself practicing the skill set. And how often are the skills going to be updated? How, how often are you going to do a new challenge? So it runs through the month of April. Right. So it's open now and you basically get all the lessons, the, you know, two techniques, to, you know, ways to evaluate your circle and two techniques to help fix your horse's ability to stay more committed to the circle. And then, you know, you have a challenge that will be due on Tuesday. And now you can submit it anytime, but we're going to draw from all the submissions on a date, right, for that week. So like for this, this Tuesday. So what, what date is that? That is the got to keep a calendar in front of you this time of year. That's right. I always do anyway, but especially now. Uh, so April 7th, like that's the last day to get in your first challenge. Gotcha. As far as the drawing goes. Now you can submit it April 30th if you want to, right? So don't, don't let it deter you from participating and keeping yourself going. But then we'll draw a winner and then we release the next challenge. And so then you have the next week to work on that. And then we'll again draw a winner from those who submit it by a deadline can keep going but then at the end those who entered in uh and so like some of the things that you're going to win like we said are some of the shot prizes uh, leg protection saddle pad uh trevor's going to pick some of those to do a video coaching for um so there's lots of different things that we have that are going away as prizes and jen's got given us some great ideas too uh so and then at the end of it all if you've done one of your submissions by the deadline every time uh, this is specifically for those who are in the stock horse group. They're donating uh, one of those winners' prizes. That they're going to get a paid all-around entry for one of their upcoming shows, well, and then uh, someone will get a clinic with Trevor. And then we're probably going to do a giveaway where you could do another challenge, like you would win a free, a free participation in another challenge. So Pretty that's cool. kind of 
yeah, where we're headed. Pretty cool. Well, everybody check that out. And thank you, Tara, for stopping by and telling us all about it. And we will be having little chats that we're going to put on the Horses in the Morning show periodically with some of the folks who participate and or win in these challenges so we can get their point of view and how much they enjoyed it and what they learned from it. Yeah, well, can I just say thank you guys to the auditors for all that you do to support the Horse Radio Network. Uh, It's an amazing what you guys are doing, Jen, with the Horse Radio Network and what you're doing on top of it to help all of us navigate COVID during this time. So it's one small way we can say thanks. Awesome. And if you're listening to this show on April 3rd, 2030, go back to your history books and look up look up what COVID-19 was. You'll, yeah. You'll <laughs> <laughs> Thanks a lot. We'll see you soon, Tara. All right. Okay. And now we're going to do our happy story and wrap. Okay. Okay. Three, two, one. Well, I have a happy story for you to end the day, and it does involve the pandemic. You know, it's kind of hard to date right now because, you know, you're not allowed to see anybody and that whole social distancing thing. So they're hanging out in New York, this guy named Jeremy Cohen, who is a a filmmaker, actually. He's worked with uh, Miley Cyrus and a couple of other people. And, you know, he was in his apartment like everybody else, just hanging out, not doing much. When he saw this cute girl dancing on the rooftop of a neighboring building. Oh, my God, I saw this. She was, like, doing a TikTok video on the... Yes, he's done some videos filming this whole thing. And what he... He he yelled at her, but he couldn't quite talk to her because she was too far away. So, and he's kind of the guy that's kind of quiet and reserved and normally wouldn't do any of this. So he was trying to figure out how could he have a conversation with her because, no, he wasn't allowed to go over and visit. So he actually got his drone... Uh, put his phone number on a piece of paper, taped it to the drone, and flew the drone over to the rooftop and dropped it off to her. I guess she thought that was pretty cool because she called him back. And in the second installment of the videos that he did, they actually had dinner together on their balconies on opposite sides of the street talking on FaceTime. Uh, oh, so cute. <laughs> so, so cute. Apparently, I guess they they set the tablecloths and, uh, you know, did the whole thing. And they both had dinner together, talking to FaceTime across the balconies, across the street. Uh, did you hear what he did for the third thing? Didn't when, he, like, jump in a bubble or something? Yes, one of those big old bubble balloons that you roll, roll in, you know, that you put your whole body in, that I think are kind of gross. It would be weird inside. Talk about germs. But anyway, he got one of those and he rolled down to her house. Uh, and he brought her flowers, but he couldn't figure out how to give her the flowers because he was inside this bubble. Uh, so apparently he eventually got out of the bubble, and they're now dating, and there was there's videos of them walking down the street. This went so viral in New York. Uh, they were walking down the street holding hands, and cops stopped them because, you know, it's a... You know, they're stopping everybody to find out why you're out. Uh, and they thought they were in trouble, but the cops had seen the story and wanted their picture. They were like, you're the ones on the news. <laughs> what a great story. And, you know, you, you're going to have to get creative. You want to start dating nowadays. So there you go. Yeah, I, I think that Tinder is uh, not the one where you <laughs> yeah, that's call. The hookup yeah, they're yeah, probably done right now. Yeah, that's probably not working real well at this point. There's my happy story. Good. I love it. Love has blossomed. And, and cre- a, you know, he's a filmmaker and she's a dancer, by the way. So by the way, she yeah. was like a really good dancer and he's a creeper. Okay. I know. Well, that's <laughs> the thing. I would have thought you see a drone flying over. You're first going to be freaked out. Well, but, first he's creeping on her while she's dancing on a rooftop. And then he's like, I think she's hot. And then, you know I'm what? I'm sorry. not going to make You're dancing negative. on a rooftop in front of a bunch of windows. You're going to get creeped on. 
That's true. I mean, that's true. She was asking. That's for a it. given. There, it's just so you're in New York. These people are bored. <laughs> so. Everybody's bored. Everybody's sitting in there. But he was the one clever enough to send a drone over with his digits. Yeah. Um, yeah and she time. got so it. I, I mean, she took it. So they're all good. So somebody was flying a drone over our farm two oh, really? days ago. Yes, but it was really, really high, oh, like okay. 500 feet up in the air. And Chad's like, "Oh my god, there's a drone over our farm." He's like, should I shoot it? Should I shoot it down? <laughs> yeah, that's like, harder than it looks. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, he's like, he's good at stuff like that. Um, and he, I was like, I don't know. I don't know what you should do with it. And uh, I'm like, I, I finally was like, just shoot it. And he was like, that's a very expensive drone. Like you could, I mean, it had like it was, it was probably night, a police drone, and dust, you would have shot it down and, there and got was arrested. Lights <laughs> around it, like lights that that were, you know, going. I don't know. It was amazing. It was this like huge thing, and um, and he's like, well, and then it just flew off. So he's like, okay, I'm not going to shoot it's it down, but uh, you don't like drones over your house. And then like an hour later, our neighbor was like, hey. And an hour later, the neighbor texted him a picture of Chad outside working. <laughs> <laughs> and and Chad was like, I almost shot your drone. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody, that's it for today. Stacy Westfall will be here tomorrow. So look forward to that. Uh, and of course, you can find all the show notes. What'd you today. learn today, Glenn? What'd you learn today? I learned that, that uh, our guest, Billy Jack Barrett, is, I want to have a whole hour with him. He has stories yeah. to tell. Yeah, what a neat guy! Really what, and, and cool. has done so much. You're right. There's a book in there. There's a movie in there. Are you kidding? I feel uh, like we've taught people drones are creepy. <laughs> that, that, uh, and that. You know, we haven't done one of these. Uh, looked at fancy, you know, houses for sale in a long time. We used to do that all the time. Remember, it was fun to dream, and now it's really fun to dream. So we're gonna. Have I'm to moving to that. Florida as soon as they let me. All right, so uh, you can follow our links. Don't forget tonight I have a Facebook Live with my friend Paul, who has been doing daily posts also on on the uh, corona situation, and he goes into the numbers. He is a numbers geek and has spreadsheets and numbers, and he's going to tell us how we're doing right now and when we're going to be back in business. Uh, And then uh, that's Facebook Live, and then 8 o'clock tonight. That's your cue. That's uh, eight o'clock tonight is uh, I thought you were going to say it because I was like, what are you doing at Facebook live? My Facebook live is tonight <laughs> and uh, we are going to be doing an ask Monty live at eight o'clock Eastern Monty Roberts, myself hanging out and uh, you can find it. Glenn, tell them where they can find it on uh, Monty Roberts, Facebook page, horses in the morning, Facebook page or horse radio network, Facebook page. You can put on my page too. Uh, you can have a chair to your page. That is correct. Okay, well, it'll be on my on. I mean, what other page should it be on besides Flyover Farm? Jamie Jennings, Monty Roberts certified instructor. That's a Facebook. And I think we're also putting it out on the on the auditors page too. Drink. (laughs) All right, everybody. Thanks so much for joining us. We'll see you all. The two of us will be back on Wednesday. Vandergal, peace. Hang on, auditors. Hey, all right. So, uh, um, there was something I didn't want to do on the regular show. And I've seen this a couple times with auditors. And I, there was a post over the weekend, and then there was one last week. And I've seen it on my home page or on my own page a lot. Uh, I discovered that I've added 500 people 
as friends on my personal page since this whole thing started. A lot of them horse people, a lot of them podcasters, you know, from both sides of the spectrum. But I, I saw, and I wanted to get your thoughts on this, and I think yours is the same as mine. People are feeling guilty for feeling locked up, cooped up. They're feeling guilty because, of course, you know, the first responders and the doctors and the nurses are all out there doing it. And we shouldn't feel we shouldn't feel like we're getting the raw end of the stick when we're locked in our houses and can't go out and all of that stuff. And, and my opinion of that is just because somebody has it worse than you or is doing something that's different than you are doing, that doesn't take away from how you're feeling. We're all feeling that way. I mean, everybody's feeling like this sucks, you know, so just because somebody because it sucks for somebody worse because they have to deal with a, a different situation doesn't mean that y your sucky situation is any less or any it should be downgraded. You're dealing with your situation. You're not dealing with theirs. So I don't think you have to feel guilty about that is what I'm saying. I definitely have a lot of guilt <clears throat> and I'm, I'm still working. You know, I, I'm fortunate enough to be able to have these horses. And I mean, talk about isolation. I'm just, it's just me in the backyard with these horses. Um, and Chad's there and I have all the protective equipment and I'm still doing this radio show and I'm still doing everything. And I still feel like I, like, I want to go help people. I want to, there's people in the neighborhood who, you know, the elderly people that maybe can't get groceries or can't do, I want to help. And I don't know how, and I feel guilty for doing nothing. Totally. And, but you're in a kind of a situation because of Chad's job where you probably shouldn't be. Uh, yeah, it's it just, so we got invited Because he's to, exposed, right? I mean, he's, you know, he's at airports and in planes. That's the thing is yeah. I have to be really careful. I'm pretty sure, um, and I don't know if uh, I would say this on the air, but Chad and I are pretty sure we already had it. Remember, remember when I called in sick, like yeah. a couple, uh, he was, he had, he couldn't breathe for four days. He had a cough for like weeks well, after. He probably did have it because he would have and been then, one of the early ones to get it for sure. Yeah. yeah. And then he gave it to me and I'm like, you're a wuss because I was only sick for like two days mm. <laughs> and he was sick for four, but everybody's different, you know? And so we're pretty sure we've already had it. So we're, you know, I would think immune to getting more. So I feel like I could get out there, but I want to get tested to see if I had it and if I can help people and if I can do more, but there's just, I don't know. I definitely have guilt and I definitely have stir crazy, even though I'm still working. It's crazy. I don't know. I, I get help. I just, there's just an unsettled feeling that yeah. I think I have that probably a lot of people have just, I'm tired of it too. I'm just really tired of it. But you can't, we also, and I, I tend to do this too. And then I get reminded by listeners all the time, probably more than you do is we can't discount what we're doing here. And I really hear that now doing the five o'clock shows, you know, which I renamed now to HRN live at five. Um, so I really hear it for there about thanking and, you know, all of that stuff. Let's being shared out, you know, but you're doing that. I'm not doing that. Yeah. But this show too, I mean, you can't discount what we're doing. We're taking people's minds off of, you know, and, and auditors, you can tell Jamie this, uh, we're taking people's minds off of it and that's as important. Uh, so, the, you know, because everybody needs a break and people tend to, just like I did when I went to my podcast, when this all started, I went back to the podcast that I was most familiar with and the people that I liked the best, the hosts that I liked the best. And I think that's what happened here. Uh, you know, we, we've all seen podcast numbers go down. They've all gone down across the board about 20 to 25%. Uh, hours, not quite as much because I think 
we're not counting on people driving to work, you know, as much as other like business podcasts. Some business podcasts have dropped fifty percent, and that's because everybody listens on their way to work. Well, they're not going to work; they're home with the kids, you know. So, um, I think that that's going to go back up. As, even if this last, and I we're, we are going to be in our houses for a while yet. So, even as that we're in our houses for a while yet, people start to come back to it. They start to develop a new routine and that, you know, find new times to listen to shows. Uh, but you do go back to where your comfort zone is. And I think we're a comfort zone for a lot of people. So you can't discount that is what I'm saying. And you can't discount the work you're doing with your horses either. Uh, you know, what's really cool is a not, the, the gray horse and that big mare both got adopted. The last two that I had out here. So I'm really thrilled that people are still adopting horses well, did you, you know? hear about the shelters with the dogs and cats? What? They're empty. You can't find a dog to adopt in New York. They all got adopted. Oh, that's awesome. No, in all the cities, they don't have any, they, they basically adopted everything out because people I thought wanted, people were dropping off pets because they no. think that they were going to get coronavirus from them. No, people people wanted a pet, you know, and, and uh, <clears throat> so, yeah, they've been adopting them out like crazy. I know. I've really been. I've really been struggling with not adopting a kitten. Like <laughs> with, really, with your eighteen dogs. The last thing you need is a kitten. <laughs> I need a kitten, and Lucas needs a kitten. The only one who doesn't need a kitten is Chad. <laughs> <laughs> it's the last thing you need. <laughs> I need a kitty. I want a kitty. Kittens and I'm looking at those pictures of people adopting kitties, and I want a kitty. <sighs> okay. See, I just need to keep riding horses. <laughs> so, but I'll tell you what. All of that said, I. Saturday, I was so freaking excited that we got to go get hay, and I got to drive out of the farm. It was, oh. <laughs> and yeah, it was I'm literally to go driving. get hay, which was an experience, I, by the way. Like, I drive up to Guthrie, which is about an hour, and I do love it because that's where I make all my phone calls is on the drive up. Or I listen to podcasts, which, by the way, side note, Mike Rowe's mother has written a new book. So can you get Jen to get her on? Because she's not doing a big book tour right now to promote it, and it's called About, my, About Your Father. And it's awesome. I Mike Rowe read an excerpt of it for his The Way I Heard It this this week. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, yeah. We could get her on. She liked coming on with us. Yeah. And she's not doing all the book tour promotions. Is it about horses or it's about her dad? I thought we had her talk about that when she was on with us before the book. She has this book called About Your Father and Other Celebrities That I've Met Through the Years. Oh, and it's like just one. lots of good yeah. stories. Just lots of good. St- every chapter is a different story. So huh. anyway, this sounded good. Write that down. Side note, I drive to Guthrie and I take these horses back, you know, two days ago, I took them back and I open the trailer door and they get them out of the trailer and then uh, they load up two more and we all talk and we drive off. But there is so strange not to like get out of the car and like hug people or shake people's hand. It's so bizarre. This world that we're living in. It's so weird. Shaking hands is going to go away altogether. Yes, absolutely. I think it's gone. I think it should. Do how 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 clever does Howie Mandel think he is now? I know how he's feeling really good about himself. <laughs> what I, I did. To I be honest, that. though, you go to these. I mean, I go to these conferences, and you do, you're shaking a thousand hands by the time you're done. It's like, can we just so say hi? I, <laughs> I had a friend. I had have a friend who's a celebrity, and um, he was doing a show. And after the show, this is. Probably, I was still in Phoenix, and he came into town, and and uh, he was doing. He he had just gone to country from pop, and so he was doing all these country, like smaller kind of country shows, 
now he's super famous in the country world, but he had just scratched his way into country music. Oh, it's the auditors. I can say, I, can, I don't have to say. So Hootie, uh, Darius Rucker and oh, I have yeah. been friends for a long time. So Darius came into town. He's doing all these like little like radio station, tiny little bar shows. And he and after the thing, he shakes everybody's hand. And I remember going, Darius, do you like run to the bathroom after you do this and like wash completely? And he was like, no. I'm like, but you can't get sick. Like you have to sing tomorrow. And he's like, no, it's all part of the part of what we do. I was like, you're crazy. <laughs> I'd wash everything. I'm just watching you shake that many hands. It makes me have to go wash my hands. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, let's wrap this up. Uh, we have, we have more work to do. So uh, thank you everybody for hanging out with us. Appreciate it. So you're going to sing some uh, Darius at this point. Oh yeah. Well, uh, uh, what's the what's the Darius song where hold, hold my hand? See, he had a whole song about <laughs> holding hands, but now I can't think of the tune because I got I want to hold your hand in my brain as well. How's the hold my hand? Hold my hand. I want to. Hold. I don't know. There you go. That's enough. That's all you get today. All right, let's uh, let's wrap it up. Bye, auditors. <laughs>